0: Welcome to another edition of the Bow River Brigade. We're back just like Tristan Borges after his red card in the first leg of the CPL final. Shafe, alongside duke as always after a heartbreaking loss for their cavalry
1: everything that we dreaded essentially as we were going into this final and we did talk about this outcome possibility
0: yeah everything we dreaded came true tristan borges had his red card rescinded and joel waterman's card stayed which is just unfortunate like we were saying before it's poor form to go back and Look again at a ref's decision in a CPL final, in a final game, knowing that that decision is going to have huge ramifications in the second
1: leg. They kind of just didn't care as much about the Waterman red card, and unfortunately that one essentially... Ruined the first leg for us. Oh, so completely! You had to throw out the playbook. The damage was already done, unfortunately, with that one. And then they did exactly what we again dreaded: is yeah. they, you know, they let Borges come back. And
0: yeah, they said that Wielden was kind of making a big deal that Tristan didn't make any contact with them; that he was he do- was a simulation. But I mean, in the end, he pulled him down to the ground. Tristan Borges pulled. Wheeled in down to the ground and he tried to make it a bit of a wrestling match. It just was poor form, and I think it's just poor form with the CPL to actually rescind a call that has such huge consequences for Cavalry.
1: Well, and I feel that this referee chose to give the red card to us for Waterman's handball. And then he deliberately chose to give a red card for this as well. And both, we said, are borderline, could be called, couldn't be called, depending on the referee. The unfortunate thing is only one of them got changed. So, you know, they they either need to get more consistent referees in that are going to make these calls right away, or they need to... Team Bar. They're kind of going against the ref's integrity, I guess, is what I'm saying. So it's not only are they hurting our chances in the second leg by doing this, but they're also kind of throwing the ref under the bus as well by saying, "Well, he was wrong here, but no, uh, but we're not going to change this as well. But but we're we're going to completely overturn his decision here." If he made the decision, he probably made the decision for a reason. Yeah,
0: and it's kind of one of those situations when you're going back and looking at a a ref's call so after the fact. You have so many different angles you can see it at. It's kind of like too many cooks in the kitchen.
1: Exactly, you know, VAR or don't VAR. So as as we say, we we felt a little bit uh, robbed. You know, it it obviously would have helped in any way possible to – you know, even just morality to know that, well, Borges is out. We might have them against the ropes here, guys. And guess what? We did. Oh, yeah. The second leg w- looked almost the complete opposite to the first leg.
0: Oh, yeah. We were a completely different team in the second leg. And we'll we'll get to some breakdown of the second leg here momentarily. But first, let's start off by congratulating Forge on winning the inaugural CPL championship.
1: Yeah. Congratulations, Congratulations, guys. Forge. And... Congratulations to the CPL in a whole on a great inaugural season. Yeah. It was it was phenomenal. And, you know, there was no other team in the league other than Cavalry and Forge that d- deserved
0: this championship. Unfortunately, it also just makes the winners of the spring and the winners of the fall competition almost irrelevant. I mean, if you have the same club that wins both the fall and the spring, Shouldn't even be a CPL final. It should be set in stone. Here's the team that won the league. I can see it as like a tiebreaker, a deciding game, if in a season where you have two different winners. But Forge didn't even earn their place in the CPL final and are able to steal it from the grasps of the Cavalry FC.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I I think they do need to rethink up the format of this, and I think that there's a couple ways that could probably do it better, maybe even. As we mentioned in earlier podcasts, maybe even just doing one season and no double season or, you you know, but I think there's got to be some sort of distinction because as we know, Cavalry were quite dominant through both, both seasons. And like I said... Congratulations to Forge, and they were the only other team that that kept popping up and and was giving Cavalry a run for their money. So. Yeah,
0: especially in the fall league, they're still biting at our heels, and I'm not saying that they're a poor team, mm-hmm. but the fact that Cavalry came out and they were able to secure that fi- the fall season as well as the spring season, I think that should mean a lot more.
1: Well, and you don't want to get too political. But it's you know it's it's almost like the voting system, whereas you know how we always don't, has to go to the east. Well, it's yeah, it, it's like I say, but it's just maybe they're not the team that got the most points or got the most votes. But guess what? They got the championship. So, so the electoral um, college
0: all over again.
1: Yeah, but uh, it was interesting to be there, Shafe. That's for sure oh. because you know. This was if they do change this, there and there may not be this type of one game left for the championship Mm -hmm. type thing. But it 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 was very fun to. It was
0: an incredible atmosphere. I want to talk about that especially sold out crowd.
1: I think that if they're doing this, maybe they need to just go into something like playoffs, like the MLS does. You know what I mean, and do a shield. Or a, a season winner like the MLS has, and then do a, uh, a playoff you know, a four teams get into the playoffs, and then the the two teams play each other, and then there's a final, you know yeah. what I mean a semifinal and a final kind of thing for a playoffs.
0: There's some kinks to be worked out for sure. I mean, again, as we always say, it's the first year, and we're everyone's still kind of figuring out. Who's coming out? And you know those final games are big money for clubs, or big money for the CPL. I know they want to continue to have that playoff kind of atmosphere, and I totally understand that, especially with North American sports. I'm still a little bit bitter. I'm a bit bitter by um, Calvary not being able to clinch it all.
1: Yeah, it's unfortunate, and it's funny how you said they're trying to see who's coming out. We're coming out again next year. Just yep. renewed our season tickets. And
0: Absolutely. We'll be up in 108, 109 again, which was bumping for the
1: final. It was yeah, beautiful. Just like you said, You know, it was great to see such an atmosphere at that game. That was a, a wonderful game to go to. And it turned out to be one of the... Best days for weather in oh. in quite a while. A you November
0: second game where we're wearing T-shirts, like yeah.
1: It, it felt it felt almost like it was one of those July August games yeah. at, at some points. There it was it was wonderful.
0: I brought a lot of layers and I was like just stripping in the crowd trying to get comfortable.
1: Yeah, it was a packed house. Yeah, packed it house. was. Um,
0: I think it was the my highlight of any game I saw at Spruce Meadows this year is yeah. in terms of atmosphere.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely was. And uh, congratulations to all the uh, CPL fans out there. You yeah. know, you guys you came it. out and you, you made the first season a memorable season for us and the players. I've had some of the players tell us that as yeah. well. And uh, keep coming out and keep supporting because this, this is only going to get better. So, yeah.
0: And I'd also like to take this moment to give a big thank you to the players on Calvary FC, to the staff, to everyone involved over at Spruce Meadows, we were so excited for the CPL to kick off, and you guys didn't disappoint. We know it wasn't the result that we were all hoping for, but you guys played amazingly all season long, spring and fall. You guys you guys were the world to us, so you guys were awesome. Thank you.
1: Yeah, and you held yourselves at the highest of standards as well. Um, you know, the camaraderie between teammates on on the pitch off the pitch for uh, cavalry and even the interaction between the team and the fans and some of the you know some of the young fans the kids and stuff like that it was uh awesome to see you know they come out every game after their uh post game talk and sign for the kids and talk to some of these kids and pictures and selfies families of these players coming out and supporting and it's just been awesome so you know it was great to see how much cavalry as a club has given back to the the soccer community in calgary as Mm -hmm. much as the soccer community has supported Cavalry becoming a team. So, Yeah, going into the
0: second leg here, one goal down after the first leg. So we were behind the eight ball a little bit. We knew we had to come out with some pepper. We had to come out with some fire in the belly, and Cavalry didn't disappoint. They started out the game back to the way that Cavalry plays football, front foot football, and they were taking it to Forge for the entire game.
1: Yeah, it was uh, non stop. Like I said, it was the complete opposite of the first leg there. They yeah. they came out hard right from the get go and they were pressing, but they also were playing very smart defensively as well. They weren't giving up uh quick opportunities on the break to Forge, which is yeah. what Forge likes, you know, mm-hmm. they like to do that and they like to catch you reeling backwards right so
0: yeah it was really important that Calgary weren't over defensively and that we were staying tight we were playing smart ball good cycling of the ball around to the players and you know it, it was tough honestly it was tough I heard a lot of um, chants in the crowd all the ref you suck ref you suck ref and other words but you know I, I gotta say the refing in this game especially when I went and rewatched was not that bad interestingly enough this is the same ref that called the game between Whitecaps and Cavalry, where Cavalry came out 2-1 when we were in Vancouver for that one. And, you know, honestly, he did a fine job. The ref's always the first one to get called out.
1: Yeah, of course. And I mean, you know, only one goal down going into this game. And the momentum we had and how he refed this game, Cavalry and all Cavalry fans should not be disappointed with what the ref was doing or no. calling. And, I mean, he he gave a couple yellow cards for time-wasting. Mind end, you, yeah. maybe I, I might have maybe given them out a little earlier. If you're going to give them, just give them early so that it, he doesn't do it at all. Which was after a big that. problem
0: for a lot of the game. It seemed like Forage from kickoff was doing everything they could to take an extra minute on the ground, take an extra minute when they were giving any free kicks, corners, goal kicks very frustrating
1: and it did feel like a tough game right from the whistle the starting whistle you know it was uh yeah they were very content with sitting back and if they get the away goal then then that's you know one one nail in the coffin right so yeah unfortunately forge stuck to that game plan and you know it it, It worked for him it seemed to work but uh cavalry were coming at them as as you were saying
0: oh yeah we started out really quick like Boucher had a set piece had a good crack on net he's played really well played really well in the second half and pasquati who we thought seemed a little bit absent in the first half had a few good chances on goal in the first few minutes alone
1: and he's started pasquati is who i'm mentioning has started taking shots more as yeah. well so he used to get a little bit of shtick at the start of the year for you know maybe not being selfish enough and he'd get into a spot where maybe he could have taken a shot and he passes it off mm-hmm. and then the chance is sometimes gone so it it was good to see that he had you know he had his boots on unfortunately he, he didn't, uh, you know, he didn't pick the corner like he has in some of the other games. But uh, the boys out there had great, I don't think any of them had bad games. They were, it was a really good team effort by Calvary uh, and it's what we needed to see. Yeah, yeah. Boucher played phenomenally. And, I mean, he, he seems to be honing his game more and more. Mm-hmm. He seems to be rounding it because... He had a couple amazing challenges coming back and then he also had, you know, his usual, he seems to be getting better and better and kind of figuring out what types of play he should do off of a, a set piece or when he gets a little bit of time in the open, uh, open space out in the pitch. So, yeah, it, it, it's good to see that he just keeps growing and getting better and better. So we'll hopefully see that more and more next season.
0: Yeah, and Forge's
1: keeper Henry,
0: he played really well and Calvary were taking it to him for most of the game. I know we had five shots towards the net just in the first half there. And we were probably a little hard on Henry in, you know, the pregame and a little bit during the game, but you know, just trying to get into their heads.
1: I was gonna say, uh the Forge guys actually, they uh, we gotta commend them. They were pretty good. Novak. They were pretty good. That Novak, yeah, what we were standing in the uh, line waiting for them to come out, and I had my red cards. Like official red card, red card. Oh, yeah. I, I used to referee, so I had my red card, and I held it out and well, while Borges was standing there, and I shouted his name, and Novak and Borges turned around, and I said, Borges, can you sign this for me? And they turned around and saw the red card, and they laughed. Borges was laughing so hard he, he he couldn't even look at me. But oh, then no. uh, what Shafe was doing was uh he was he was yelling and I was getting personal
0: with Henry. Get, getting personal He's and got that we'll LeBron say, hairline going on, so I just wanted him to know that plugs are an
1: option. Trying to get into his head will In say. this
0: day and age, you just go to fourhymns.com, an unofficial sponsor of the pod, and you can you can get that full head of hair back, bud.
1: I might as well just might as well just let it go natural <laughs> if uh, if if you don't think it's gonna work. So next year I'm gonna bring
0: um a, like a disposable Bic razor or something. I'm just gonna be like just take it down, bud. Just take it
1: down. Get rid of it all. Yeah, just shave that dome. But he did have a great game. As he did. You said.
0: Unfortunately, we were not able to get into his head. He came up with a few big saves there. And same to Marco. Marco had a, a couple of big saves early on too, off a of Forge corner kick. He had to punch it clear, and you know. We always have relied on Marco, so he was always big in that.
1: It, it was not uh, an easy game for Cavalry no. either. Forge did have a couple chances against Cavalry that actually really, you know, tested Marco and tested yeah. the defensive resolve. So. Yeah. Yeah, they, but they, they played really well, and it was unfortunate to see that they couldn't pull it out. Um, they had some but... good
0: chances where you know we kind of were hoping that they were going to get one in the back of the net. I know Malonga in the twelfth minute put got a head on it, but it went just like right over. Later on in the game, he gets another head on it and he gets it down, but it was just not the right angle and it bounces over top of the net and just yeah. things, bounces weren't going our way this game, unfortunately.
1: No, and he, uh, he probably had the the best chances of the game there. Yeah. But, yeah, it was unfortunate. He did the right thing and he headed it downwards, but unfortunately he had it too close to himself and with the power that it had on it, it bounced, as you said, right yeah. over top of the, the bar. But if we- he had have hit a couple feet, in front of that, it it would have definitely fooled the keeper, and it would have gone in the top roof of the net, right? It'd be a highlight so, header of the year. Oh, definitely. So that's the tough thing about when you get these, you know, two legged finals. It's do or die, right? It's the, it it just takes this one little slip, this one yeah. mistake, and uh, it can completely change a a final. So yeah. uh, it was good to see that they were still fighting in this one and. And still getting those chances with Malonga's headers and things yeah, like Zator that. War
0: two, he had a header in the thirty-fifth minute, I think, yeah, and put it over the bar. Sadly, it just didn't quite have enough pace on it, and he kind of, I think, he jumped up a little early and just wasn't able to connect with it properly. At the end of the first half, Calvary were ha- were in control with fifty-eight percent of the possession. Forge never, weren't able to get any shots on net. They had two attempts at goal, and Calvary had five attempts at goal, only one that went on net. But, you know, Henry had to be sharp for Forge, and because we were all in that box a lot of the first half.
1: As you said, we were testing him in multiple type, types of ways. We had shots from outside yeah. the box. We had headers from inside the box. We, you know, yeah, going even for crosses, like- set pieces. Yeah, and in the second half, 53 minutes in, the ball's
0: bouncing around the box. Pasquati is just not able to get it on target, but he took that shot, and he was should have taken that shot. It was the right move to do. It was nice ball movement there. I think it was from Brown and Camargo moving the ball around in the box to set him up. And, you know, I just, it was disappointing that we weren't able to put one in the back of the net, you know, and then go to pens would have been great in the end. I, I bite your arm off for
1: pens. Well, and that's what I had actually predicted, even yeah. too, right? But that uh, it, it was a tough shot to take. I do remember that one. It was up almost near his, you know, his waist height, right when it kind of came to him. I think, and he took the one timer type, type volley almost on the half volley. You know, those are tough, tough shots to take. But as I said, it, it's good to see that he's, he's testing his foot with this, and maybe that's something he works on in the off season. Is uh, You know, just taking taking shots more and stuff like that, because Lord knows he doesn't necessarily need to get better at
0: you know stamina
1: or running, and you know it's like as long yeah as long (laughs) as he just keeps up with that, it's good. But it's just good to see that his confidence is there to take those shots at least, right?
0: Yeah, a couple of highlight moments for me in this game, where um. Tristan Borges getting a ball right in the noggin, right in the side of the face from Nathan Movilla. I mean, he drew blood from that. It was a good crack. It wasn't too much simulation, but he probably could have got up a little bit earlier.
1: That was nice and early too, wasn't it? Yeah, that it? was still in the first half, actually. Yeah, 13th or something minute yeah. or something like that. Yeah, it it was a game full, full of pretty well everything, minus yeah. a goal for uh, Cavalry, so... And Um, yeah,
0: another one of the highlights, because it was such a loud crowd, so much noise, the drums, the flares, everything, all the chants were great and on point. And one of the things I found interesting was 68 minutes in at the supporters end. Henry, Forge's goaltender, is trying to get his wall set up before we take a free kick. He's yelling at his player to move. He has to come all the way out, physically grab him by the jersey and move him into place because nobody could hear him and nobody was really paying attention to what he wanted.
1: I remember he showed me that and then he goes back to his line and just casually buddy, walks away. buddy that he moved into... He, position just casually ends up walking away like yeah. he's gonna go off for a sub and then just stand somewhere else and yeah it was a bit of a strange
0: play for sure calvary kept fighting all the way to the end jose escalante came on from Movilla near the in the last like 10-ish minutes takes a free kick gets a really good attempt on it then soon after he's rushing all the way back downfield to make a fantastic tackle pick the ball up and put it all the way back downfield It was nice to see some of the subs come in with some fire in their belly because they kept fighting all the way to the bitter end.
1: Yeah, he had a great game. He came on with a lot of energy, you know, and continued as he had games before this. As we have said, Escalante seems to just be getting better and better and looking Mm -hmm. like he wants to play with Cavalry more and more, which is something that you know, it's a stereotype, but there is a little bit of truth in it. It's something that some of these South American players sometimes have a tough time getting their heart into playing for some of these North American teams, and especially if they don't really have many other South American players that they can talk to, relate to. You know, Mm -hmm. it's sometimes just having somebody that speaks the same language in your dressing room really helps you settle in and want to play for a team. But Escalante is proving he doesn't have any of this problem. He he wants to be here. He likes. Seems like he likes the people he plays with and yep. the team that he's playing for. And and he just seems to be getting better and better. So it's uh, it's great to see, as you said. Yeah, we kept putting balls towards the net. Camargo
0: couldn't quite get a foot on it. You know, Busher was trying to set up with some great crosses. A little later on, you had Ledgerwood took a nice attempt on goal, and Henry had to stretch out, make that save, bounced off his hand. Cavalry almost had a chance to get to that ball, but the Forge defender got back just ahead of us.
1: Yeah, and there were chances left and right. And even, as you said, that Escalante free kick was only... You know, another day he, he pops that in the lower corner. It was only a foot, foot and a half outside of the the near post there. So it just it, – it slowly just started to look like it was going to be one of those games, yeah. and it was just – maybe not going to break for us, right? You're just starting to think, oh, man, are the chances kind of starting to run out? Is it starting yeah. to go dry a bit here, right? And then in,
0: like, the 91st minute, we have another great a chance. The ball came to Zator, alone in the box. You know, he's the kind of guy that you want him to get ahead on the ball, but he had, to, he had to handle it with his feet, make a turn, and then put it towards net and sails it right over.
1: Yeah, uh, as you said, he's, you know, he he's... Deadly air in the air, but those types of balls you want you want it to fall to your Escalante, and you want it to fall to your Boucher or your Minitel or you know Zatori is always where he should be. You know it's just it it just didn't break for him there, right?
0: And then there was a little bit of controversy in the last few minutes there, right before Forge scored their goal. Pesquaddy's taken down just outside the box, almost looked like it could have been a foul, almost looked like it was inside the box, but it was a good tackle in the end, but right after that, Zator in the box has basically his Achilles heel kicked, he's stepped on by one of the Forge players because he beat him to the ball, I've seen softer penalties given before, that probably should have been a penalty.
1: Yeah, I would say quite likely should have been. Unfortunately for cavalry, it wasn't called. But you
0: know, and then we froze. We wanted to argue the point that we should have got a penalty kick.
1: Yeah, and then the ball goes up the field, and Forge get a break two on o, and the ball's passed over to David Chouanier, mm-hmm. and he easy tap in. Unfortunately, you know. That's why you play to the whistle. You the, don't stop and argue with a ref when the ball's still in play. There was nothing Marco could do, no. and, you know, he ran back. But it was sad to see that, you know, even, I think it was Nicky, unfortunately, he, yeah. he turned, once that, you know, that hack of Zator went down, Nicky turned to the referee and, you know, pled his case, but if he had of just turned and ran back, we might have had a chance of you know him, just helping out uh, Marco the back there, away or and just something. taking the pass option or you know it's right. just, and and that was a a complaint that people had in the first leg with the the ball the infamous ball that went out of bounds, air quotations, you gotta play to the to the whistle mm-hmm. and if you if you're gonna turn and complain to the referee, you're gonna get burned because a player with the ball is always gonna play until the referee tells them to stop. Yeah. it's just in a soccer player's blood. you just love kicking the ball around and you know, until the referee blows his whistle, you're going to go hard and go to the net and go for goal. So, it, yeah, it was uh, it was tough to see. It was tough that it ended that way. Yeah. And, you know, we watched a couple of the Cavalry players collapse on the, you know, on the pitch, knowing that that was kind of it. And, it. yeah, it just, you know, you got to hold your head up high, boys. It was a great season. It's yeah. just... Uh, didn't end the way we wanted it to, unfortunately, right?
0: Yeah, but it was heartbreaking, and you know, I I could feel it—the crowd around us too, just so heartbroken. There was a, a kid, probably about eight years old, that was standing behind us in the stands, just starts crying in his dad's shoulder, and oh, I was feeling that little boy's pain.
1: Wasn't our day. Wasn't our leg. You yeah. know, it wasn't our final for sure. So, but that being said, you know, the the game ended. Cavalry had fourteen shots to four shots. Mm-hmm. You know, two on target to to one on target, but um, the chances were there. Sixty possession to forty possession. You know, they uh, it was it was a completely different game from the first leg, like we said. And I it it was unfortunate that the first leg got turned the way it did, and they didn't get to maybe get that away goal because they had no offense going forward from from that uh red card but it, as we said it was just good to see the spirit and how much the uh the cavalry players came out wanting this and oh, how yeah. much how much this meant to them so so we'll be there next year we'll fight again for it
0: big shout out to big Dominic Zator gets his call up to the Mes national team um yeah hoping to see him touch the grass on the 15th
1: yeah that would be uh that'd be really cool definitely um before we get on to the
0: national team thing we're actually gonna take a bit of a look and review at the season that was do you, who would you say is the um, the most improved player for the cavalry
1: over the course of the season Oliver Minatel mm-hmm. might be what I would have to go with um you know I thought he he kind of had a little bit of a slow start, but uh I think he's really, really fit in now and I think he's dangerous no matter how we use him. If we bring him in as a starter and he's one more of one of those uh, you know, chips away and just gets in the right spots at the right time or if we bring him in as a sub and we just, mm-hmm. as we say, send him to the net and, and use him as a poacher and... Uh, I, th- I think he's really, really honed in where he fits with the club, and I think he he's really improved over the season.
0: Yeah, I was actually almost going to say the same thing, but since you picked Minitel, I'm going to throw it out to Jose Escalante, who we were talking about a little bit earlier, because earlier on the season, maybe he spent a little bit too much time on the ground, or he maybe wasn't running quite as hard as we wanted to see him, but that all changed on a dime, especially with the competition that they have for the starting at 11. You get in that lineup, you better show what you're made of, and he did that.
1: Yeah, he definitely did. And as we said, sometimes these players have a tough time even getting their heads in some of these, you know, Canadian. What's a Canadian championship? You know, like Cold. why? Why do I want to play play in the, you know, the Canadian championship? It's just who's the best team in Canada. Yeah. Ugh, I mm. like. And if I had to throw another one out there, I think Boucher is really. Mm-hmm. Really well-rounded his game, as I said, and I think he's uh, he's becoming a, a lot more of a defensive-minded player while still honing in on his offensive skills. Yeah, and- he's
0: become quite well-rounded, and he's definitely knowing where he, his spots are and like honing his skills. So, yeah, it's going to be exciting next year for the Cavalry. I know that the U Sports draft is coming up, so I'm sure there's going to be some top talent maybe joining the ranks as well.
1: Yeah, and uh, you know maybe we might even possibly first couple games of the season maybe even do this again and say who who do we think looks hot coming off of the yeah. off season and who do we think seems to have improved their game already kind of thing since we've last seen them this season. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do all. Uh, through the off season, who stays around? If if anybody's ending ending up leaving, Mm -hmm. you know, there's there's been a few departures on some of the other clubs and things like that. Yeah,
0: FC Edmonton's cleaning house. They're going for a new look next year. Standout moment for you for the whole season, spring and fall, all competitions.
1: What would you say? Probably going to say the same thing. So for me, it would uh, definitely. I would have to say, you know, the win in Vancouver.
0: Yeah. Dominic Zattor getting his head on the ball, running over towards where all of us supporters were. Like, I'm getting goosebumps right now thinking about it.
1: Yeah, and I mean, coming from somebody that has watched and cheered for the Whitecaps for so long, and you as well, Shafe, and I think this is the first time I'd, I'd ever been in BC Place not cheering for the yeah. Whitecaps. So it was, it was really cool, and it was just kind of one of those David Goliath type things and um you know funny enough we were the Goliath for a lot of our season mm-hmm. so it was kind of fun to be you know that uh, that underdog and we and we pulled out that win and yeah. yeah there was uh you know nothing nothing better than you know like shaking those boys hands over the uh the bleachers there mm-hmm. at the end and and Congratulating them and looking forward to the the match against Montreal. So oh, yeah. for me, awesome. like I say, that was yeah that that win was just uh, something that I'm never gonna forget. They proved to not only us but you know Canada that the CPL is a league that I think is hopefully here to stay.
0: It has some, a lot of talent, and I think we showed that, especially taking on MLS clubs
1: and a lot of potential and. Yeah. You know forge has done well it's a bit of a you know a painful spot for us to talk about but forge has done really well in uh conca calf type stuff as well and now they get another berth. as i say it's a bit of a sore sore point for us it's like the worst part of the whole
0: loss here for calvary in the final is that now forge gets another crack at some international competition
1: it's, it's unfortunate, you know, we'll have to see what happens going forward in yeah. other seasons, but, uh, it was a wonderful season and there was, it was full of standout memories. So uh, yeah, it like was that waterman goal and where he just wa- took his foot out there and boop. that was a world, great one, world-class volley chipped over the keeper, um, free kick from Boucher, you know, Boucher's was, yeah. free kick was, was
0: wonderful. If you're on the fence, get out there, buy your season tickets. It's going to be a heck of a season next year. Once again, big thank you to Calvary. You guys were awesome all year. Wish it was a different result, but thank you so much for the memories. Great first season, great inaugural season. Congrats to Forge.
1: So now I guess we have a couple. uh, We have the good, the standout memories. The nice, rosy memories of the good, winning. The the bad, and the ugly. Yes, know. now we have the bad and the ugly. Yeah. Uh, so we've compiled a couple cards, a red card and a yellow card for performance and attitude throughout the season. So performance we'd put together for a red card, we thought that referee consistency in the CPL yeah. was uh, something that... Could use some improvement. Could a use a little improvement. improvement. And I mean... There is no game without referees. Um, Mm -hmm. Some of the consistency, and as we've vented already in the first leg of the championship and this and that, and every team, you're going to talk to any team in the CPL, and they're going to have a moment where they'll say, whoa, the refereeing in this, when I watched it, was just abysmal or, you know. They robbed us. Yeah, I have no idea why he called that. So we're calling... A red card on referee consistency, and we hope that that gets changed for the next season. All right, who you got for the yellow? All right, so performance for the yellow. We have Godoy and the White Caps season. I couldn't <laughs> find a yellow card for any of the CPL teams. I mean, it's the first inaugural season. Some of these teams are still feeling it out, and it is a tough league. You only have a couple games, and there's only a few teams, so... I'm going to give the yellow card to Godoy's miss against Cavalry and the Whitecaps performance yeah, that all was MLS gimme. season this uh, this year. It's yeah. been pretty abysmal there, that and so that, that made it all the much sweeter for us to beat them. So now we got a couple attitudes, and I know you know what we put down for the red card oh, on yeah. attitude. Manchild
0: Morrell with his table kick. For a Valor FC and he came out, little baby boy, kicks the table with the scorekeeper, pushes a security guard. He was the captain of that team.
1: <laughs> Man, child, Morrell. If you guys have not seen that, definitely go back and yeah, uh, look it one. up. Yeah, he comes storming off the pitch, not happy, got was he got it ejected? Yeah, he got, yeah, ejected, he got yeah. ejected, stormed off the pitch and literally comes up and like football kicks the, the table that some poor old man is typing it like you know he's doing like stats or yeah. something on or typing up a report and yeah he, he looked pretty shocked yeah and we were all
0: pretty shocked <laughs> uh, it's just classless Morel
1: yeah so we're gonna give the red card to that hopefully we don't see much more of that because give him two red cards for that yeah kind of g- well he already got the, yeah, red, card, got the so red card so we're gonna give him our red card both of us that's right Right, who'd you put down? Who did we put down for the yellow there? Anyone who doubted the CPL this season. I think it was a great inaugural season. Absolutely. It's only going to get better. And as we said, we need your support. But we also the support that we got this season. It's looking promising for the future. And I think uh, you know anyone that doubted this is probably kind of sitting there with their foot in their mouth right now. Speaking of doubters. Ottawa Fury
0: have closed the doors on their club. They thought they were too good to be part of the CPL. CONCACAF wanted them to join the CPL, but they wanted to stay in the USL, and now they have to close the doors. Uh, we're still, we still we'd welcome them with open arms into the fold. But apparently the Ottawa Sports Group is says they're pretty much done with soccer at this point. They were losing money and they're packing up shop. And I mean, that's really sad because a lot of these players have made lives there. The team's been there since 2011. These players, their families, the staff either have to uproot their lives or some might lose jobs. And they had the option to join the CPL and chose not to. That's disappointing.
1: It's it's very sad to see that they've had to disband and, you know, obviously something wasn't really working there. And maybe that possibly has to do with being in the usl like i don't know i've never been to an ottawa game but i'm not quite sure what the rivalries are like with american teams Mm -hmm. you know if there's no other canadian team that they're playing i don't believe so the rivalry is slightly different if they were in the cpl You'd better believe the rivalry with York and the rivalry with Hamilton would be a good one. Maybe that's part of the dynamic that it's, you know, people kind of don't see any games as big games until they are a big game or they're in a final or this or that, right? But
0: um, Yeah, Yeah, it's really sad. And You know, I've never been to Ottawa, but Fury, you guys joined the CPL and I'm coming next year for an away game.
1: Yeah, well, I've heard it's a beautiful place and that's the thing. If you join... We, we want to, you know, we want to do, we've talked about it, do a little travel around uh, Canada here and hit all the stadiums in the CPL in particular. So yeah. Coming at you next year, Halifax. Yeah, so, I mean, if Ottawa becomes a team, it, it would be great to travel there. And, yeah. and as I said, it's, you know, that would, uh, it would bring a good dynamic, I think.
0: I love that it's growing. And we want Ottawa to be part of that fold and part of that growth of this league as it continues to grow the years down the road. And it's going to be great. It's going to be some battles going going forward.
1: Yeah, definitely. There's been some uh, big advancements in in the CPL, and there's also been, you know, some uh, big... Big things in Canadian soccer in general, and we're going to get to that, I think, right now. Yeah, right away.
0: Actually, first, we're just going to take oh. a, a quick moment to give a shout-out to the Northern Starting 11 I'm actually not going to play a promo this week because I'm not sure which podcasts are going to continue on into the offseason. But NorthernStar11.com has all the best podcasts for any team in the CPL that you want to hear more about Go back through their archive, listen to previous episodes. There's a lot of great podcasts on the Northern Star and Eleven. Shout out to them. They've been a great partner all year. And all these podcasts will be back at it again in the spring. So stay tuned. Them
1: and likely more.
0: That's right. Yeah, we'll probably bring some more podcasts into the fold. And just as we are going to bring more teams into the fold. So it's going to be great going forward. There's a lot of promise for the CPL. And there's a lot of promise. For the men's national team
1: what a win against america and oh yeah you know let's let's do it again right yep. 34 years in the making for that win and we're gonna
0: make it two in a row coming up here november 15th down in orlando dominic zator is now part of the men's national team he's in the 18 so hopefully that he's gonna get a chance to at least hit the lineup or come in as a sub or something along those lines but congratulations dominic that's awesome
1: yeah, it's it's great to see, and uh, the lad from FC Edmonton got uh, called up, I believe, as well, Didich. So, yeah,
0: he was the second one after Marco to get the call up there, yeah.
1: Yeah, so, you know, it, it's good that people are noticing that this league does have quality, and uh, it, it is a formidable league, and this is where we want to start drawing our... Uh, you know, our, our teams from and, and yep. maybe building building up this national team to get better and better. Yep. And I, I think we have a a good shot against the Americans. I think it could possibly be just another repeat of what we did if we play our cards right and if we come out to play. So The U.S. has been struggling a little bit in recent times. You know, they're maybe
0: a little bit on the decline. Canada's on the rise. Um, it'll be hard yet to contain Christian Pulisic, He's one of the big guys there for the Americans coming out of the Chelsea camp, so it's not—it's going to be a hard-fought battle. Absolutely, November fifteenth. If you're in or, in or around town, we'll be showing it at the Rose and Crown. Come on down, and I think we'll come back after the fifteenth here to break that thing, game down a little bit, bring you a little bit more information, more news, what's going on in the CPL, who's getting signed, who's getting the can, and yeah, there's still going to be there's always going to be lots of footy to talk about.
1: Yeah, and look, uh, you know, keep looking, looking forward to our updates about what you know what's going on in the cavalry world and what's going on in the CPL and touching base on some of the national team things like that. So yeah. just because the season's unfortunately over and it won't be over for too too long, but as we said, we're gonna we're gonna keep active and we're gonna keep trying to talk about up and coming things. that boat does it again
0: for this episode of brb footy the bow river brigade episode 11 right here after the final sad loss for the boys but thank you very much for tuning in for another episode
1: thank you guys for listening, anybody that's sitting out there listening to us. So. Even the
0: ones that aren't listening, that just go to the games, big thanks to you guys too.
1: Yeah, all the all the fans that go out to the games and uh, we're, we're we're doing this for fun, right? <laughs> so you guys are kind of the reason we do this. If there's a couple people out there that listen to this and enjoy it, then that's kind of a uh, job well done for us.
0: Yeah, shout out to the guy on the bus ride home from the second leg of the final that uh, gave us a a shout out or recognized us you know i think tempers were a little bit heated coming out after the game but you know shout out to that guy
1: yeah i think uh <laughs> there was a few that was a strange strange <laughs> bus ride and it was, it was like it was like a full moon or something <laughs>
0: thanks for everyone who's provided interviews whether we have had a chance to actually put it in episodes or not always appreciate conversations with the fans and yeah it's been a great season all music is by Mitch Belot visit him online at mitchbelot.com. com. he is available on all your stream platforms with a new album on the horizon check out tour dates on his instagram and on the website because he's playing all around town and you gotta check him out
1: yeah, and if uh, you guys have any input on anything, you know, if you think there's some other red and yellow cards out there or ways we can improve our podcast, please reach out to us. You can shoot us a message on any of our social media platforms, comment on any of our posts. We're at BRB Footy on Instagram and Twitter, and you're also more than welcome to shoot us emails. Emails make us feel like we're big boys and we have some important job that we're doing brbfooty at gmail.com yep love to hear from you yeah give us a shout drop us a line let us know what you're thinking
0: thanks again to northern starting 11 check them out for all your podcasts thanks to canada footy news you guys are always awesome and until next time march on
1: cheers boys brb